Thank you for downloading the Crispy Sharp podcast, an audio companion to the film review and interview site that is found at www.crispysharp.co.uk. Hello. As you'll be able to hear in a minute, this is the second conversation I had from backstage at the after party at the British Urban Film Festival. This time I sat down with Ross Bisfan, who is the founder of Ignite Film Fans, a film engagement website that promotes emerging and established filmmakers and gives information about their new projects to new audiences. As usual, I began by asking him to tell me a little bit about his company. So my name is Ross Bisfan, I uh, own a company called Ignite Film Fans, where we build a fan base for pretty enjoyable production to help them get investment and distribution deals. Uh, what we like to do is try and help emerging talent and um, we try and get out as much as possible to meet this talent and see what we can do to help them. So what's your background? You, we've talked before um, about you used to work at Revolver, is that right? Yeah, I was the, so uh, how did you the get... Guerrilla Marketing Executive. Okay, is, uh, what does that the mean? The best title ever. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I did marketing and PR stunts at Revolver Entertainment um, and then I moved on and worked for a Secret Cinema for a, for a couple of months. Um, and worked on some independent film and realised there was a disparity between each um, area of the industry which I felt that Ignite could actually help and improve the, the relationship between each of them by creating a quite simple system where the audience is kept up to date and feel part of the movement of the film um, which will hopefully then engage them at different stages when the film hopefully becomes a cult success and gets played at event screenings in 10 years time Um, but keeping that from the very beginning uh, from the very first screenings and possibly shoots where people can go down and actually become a part of the movie to yeah 10 years on when they're still watching it and love the films and uh, are still helping the director make new films so when you say you want people to support like the audience engagement what kind of how do they how would they get engaged how what kind of rewards you know, how does it how does it actually work? Okay, so we're we're an online website, um, and what we do is it, it's kind of like a Kickstarter page in terms of uh, the layout. Um, instead of asking for your money, we ask for your simply simply your support and time, um, and you can get involved as much as as little as you want in terms of in terms of what the directors may offer you and and how you can get involved. Um, simply, when you sign up and support a film get updates throughout the course of the production and we tell you when you can see it how you can see it but what we want to do is increase audience participation if they want to participate more um, so we want to offer things like credits at the end of a movie saying thank you for actually helping them reach their targets we want to try and get extra placements along um, so if the director needs extras why not use people that actually care about the movie and want to see the movie get made? Give them a role and give them a little part and, and see what see what they can do. Because you never know, you might find the next Brad Pitt. They're walking. They're walking everywhere. They're Brad Pitt's everywhere. Brad Pitt is everywhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's not necessarily the greatest uh, comment I've ever made in my life. But you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, but you know, giving extra parts, giving open castings, and actually using the people that want to see your film get made, giving them the opportunity if you've got a role and they think they might be suitable for it, why not try and get them along? Give them an audition and see, and see what happens. Um, and then, you know, attending things like script readings if they want to, to give their feedback to the uh, 
for the writers and, and directors. Um, you know, as, as basically as many opportunities as we can give you, you know, the director and producer are willing to uh, to actually get the audience participating. So without being too intrusive, what's your kind of business model? How is the funding? How does how do people can people give money, or is it more about resources, talent? So um, you know, for us, we we we're trying to make it as affordable for the the cost never goes on to the public. Yeah, you don't pay any money to support. You don't pay any money for the, the filming. Um, it's uh, there's a, a listing fee to get onto the website from the directors, um, and that's you know where the revenue is generated. But what we what we sometimes occasionally do is if a film is looking to supplement their uh, the, the funding that they've got, and they might want to do a, a Kickstarter, Indiegogo, kick the crowdfunding campaign. Um, they're able to do that and that is their audience on the Ignite Film Fans website is um, is told about it and they're given the opportunity they don't have to there's no obligation for them to but it's just another way that they might want to get involved if they really care about the project if they don't want to do it they don't have to do it and they're still supporting and they can still get involved in as many ways as we can offer to them throughout the course of production. I've always been slightly confused by short films. Where do they go? Who watches them? It's quite hard. I mean, I understand that you mentioned some people like cut their teeth on their first short and they go on to use it as a kind of cooling card to then make a feature. Um, You know, how do you feel about short filmmaking? I'm a huge fan of short films in general. Uh, I think that they they can be amazing. You know, I've watched a couple of films that were on 4OD the other day, which was um, Driftwood and Sunny Boy. Sunny Boy was a, just a beautiful piece of footage, um, and you know what? What my my, my issue is is not issue, but they they're relatively they can be relatively affordable for a filmmaker to make to prove and justify that they can they can make a piece of footage. But surely, if you're creating that, there needs to be a strive for somewhere to show that content and then actually try and get some return for the director to make another short or another feature uh, or, or put money into their pocket to actually pay their rent and, and survive. See, I think what's so interesting about, this is just my personal opinion, but it seems like short films and feature films are almost like two completely different mediums. I went to university, I studied film studies, uh, I've got a lot of friends that are into films. I, you know, a lot of the time I'm talking about films with different people and so rarely does someone say, oh, I've just seen this great short film, you need to watch it as well. Like I just don't I don't know where people have you know apart from what you say about film festivals and occasionally on TV there's it just seems like the audience you're just playing to the same audience like short film fans it's so hard to kind of one of my favorite things that's happened over the last two years is uh, Kevin Spacey did a a little speech and uh, what he said was it was mainly talking about kind of Netflix and about their their um, helping supporting House of Cards and, and eventually um, I think they funded it completely and they released it as a Netflix exclusive that's why I got Netflix because Netflix. of that okay, it, they, it, it was it, such a it, brilliant campaign it is a it's a great way of spending a couple of hours I'm not going to lie uh, <laughs> speaking about House of Cards season 2 is out now so you've got a bit of catching up to do but um, and we're not we have no affiliation with House <laughs> of Cards so we're not plugging it here it's just fantastic <laughs> um, but he did a, a he did a, a said that content in itself what is a film these days what is 
program? What, because it's six episodes? It's a TV program because it's a, a half an hour piece of film. It's 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 a film. You know, it. What makes it you the, the mediums that you have to release your content on? You could have a six. You know, and the way people are consuming their co- uh, their content in terms of, you know, personally, uh, I spent about uh, about a week of my life watching the last season of Breaking Bad. Which you know, does that make it a film because I watched it back to back to back to back and what because they had a few credits at the end it turns into a TV program in terms of my viewing content uh, you know so the actual boundaries between what content is I, I it, you know it's it's not changing but it's developing and therefore with online platforms I don't see why more shorts can't get shown and get picked up and, and actually dispersed to a, a wider audience but at the same time it is that audience at the moment willing to wanting there's there that need for them to um to watch things that are 15 to five minutes long um you know possibly well i think that you know you know young young, younger people i've just spent years being a media teacher so ageist (laughs) no no but younger people (laughs) i mean this is obviously a stereotype but i think it's true don't go to the cinema anymore they watch like they have no offence young people but you have short attention spans so it seems like short films should be what did you just say (laughs) 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 Um, but you know so short films should be perfect medium for younger audiences online audiences mobile audiences but they just I don't how do you distribute what's the platform for it but like I say Vimeo maybe the the thinking man's YouTube But, but, but people don't seem to source short films in the same way that they, that, that, you know, you rarely see coverage in the press about short films unless yeah. it's someone famous. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and if no, it's but, a vanity project. I, I, to be honest, if you've got, if you've got a feature uh, that is made by someone famous, or or you got say you've got an independent film made by someone famous, uh, and you've got an independent film which is just as good, you know, which is made by someone not so famous. Um, and there's no cast in either of them you've just got a famous director I can 100% guarantee that the film that has the the, the the star name attached to it will get press and it will get press at the neglect of the other film did you grow up in London? are you from London originally? Uh, yeah, born and raised, born and raised. three, three okay. years up in Liverpool during my uni days um, and apart from that yeah. so you're yeah. lucky because anyone who lives outside of London you know, I, so I look, currently live in Southampton, and there's one independent quote-unquote cinema called Harbour Lights, the Picture House yeah. chain. Yeah. And Picture House, as I've talked about a million times, has been bought by Cineworld recently, and they yeah. still show the same films. I don't understand why Harbour Light, why Picture House don't take more risks on smaller films, even if they just get shown once or twice. I know they have Discover Tuesdays at half past six, and what, you know so they have like I'll, I'll, one. I'll, I'll see, obviously, being from London, um, content. I think they were actually just being bought by Cineworld. Uh, yeah, Cineworld. But we we had a deal with them where uh, they did a theatrical release and Revolver did the, the home end release for um, for Imposter Liberal Arts and Electric Children. And Imposter, huge success, uh, fantastic documentary. Um, 
not being biased about that I got, was lucky enough to be able to work on the distribution of it in the UK but you know it's a fantastic piece of cinema um, and Electric Children as well Electric Children is a fantastic movie it's very niche um, yeah. very niche I, 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 don't, I don't blame anybody if they don't go and watch it straight after they're out here but it's um, yeah it's it's a fantastic piece of cinema but uh, we had a deal where uh, you know Pitch House would be able to show it in their cinemas for as long as possible and as long as they wanted uh, up to the 16 weeks before it went to home end release um, and at that point they were they were showing uh, independent content and they were showing uh, cinema that wasn't you know your cine world titles where you're getting your box office smashes um, and your box office smashes don't get me wrong I oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not attacking cine world it's just different it, yeah. but I think there's not enough variation between the two that's my yeah, kind of point I, I, well I don't know if that's just outside of London <laughs> and that's also to a certain extent audience driven as well you know if they're showing independent films and you've got five people in it and then you're putting on the expendables and you're getting um, you're getting five thousand. You're getting packed cinemas at the same time. Then you're going to go for expendable. If you get packed cinemas for the independent releases, then you're going to be getting uh, more independent releases. Yeah, it's a harsh. It's, it's the audience's fault. I wouldn't. I do. No, 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 I do no, have no, some I things that do that idea. I wouldn't call it the audience's fault in any way, shape, or form. But if the audience isn't there as a business, from a business perspective, you're 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 wasting time, money, and effort to show it to people that aren't interested when you could use the same time, money and effort to show them a film that they might be interested in, you know, and yeah, I think that they should be a little bit more flexibility maybe, um, but you know, what we, one of the things that what happens when you sign up to Ignite, uh, let's just bring it back, but uh, <laughs> uh, when you sign up to Ignite, you, you know, we, we don't want to be too, we don't want too much information from you, uh, but we do ask for your, your name, your email, genre of the films you like and where you live you know, by knowing the city that you're from if there's a an independent film that might have a small theatrical it might have a, a six screen theatrical it might have a one screen theatrical but everybody that supports their film is from Southampton, Liverpool, Birmingham, Ipswich, Norwich, Pontefract, um, you know wherever you're from um, it doesn't matter we can then it, it, you're more likely to get the film targeted to the cinemas there um, and that gives you more opportunity to view the content. Okay, well, let's talk about uh, film festivals then. Lovely film festivals. Okay, because film festivals seem to be in, uh, seem to be growing. There's hundreds of them in this country. Well, we're at, we're at the British Open Film Festival. Right we now, are, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Plug yeah. that quickly. Oh, um, you know, Emmanuel would be unhappy if we did. <laughs> um, but, on, you know, film festivals, every big city has a film festival. Yes. You know, even small cities. Yes. You know, last week I think it was the Chichester Film Festival. This week, I mean, Cambridge is not a small city, but the Cambridge Film Festival. Yeah. I think at the moment the Portobello Road Film Festival is going on. That's a great they festival, seem, great they seem to be they that. seem to be growing in in popularity. Yes. But they seem to be the only place where you can see a certain type of film. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Uh, independent but, film. Uh, well, I know I don't know uh, how far it's going out of London at the moment, but there's also a, a, a craze of. Um, experimental and uh, sometimes outrageous uh, screenings. Um, Secret Cinema obviously being one of the, the forefront of that, but you've also got things like Rooftop Cinema Club, you've got uh, Jameson's Film Club where they pretty much ply you with Jamesons while we were watching a film, which is 
you know, if you're a whiskey fan, it's fantastic. Uh, Great strategy. Yeah, rooftop cinema club. Let's face it, it's a it's a model for the summer. Um, <laughs> unless you've got a ridiculous amount of heaters, and, and I don't think the carbon footprint on that would uh, would justify the, uh, the, the the use of it. Um, Can I say uh, this is definitely a London thing. Okay, this is not okay. happening outside of London at all. Maybe Edinburgh. It's not maybe difficult. Cardiff. It's not difficult to set up. You get yourself a location. Pretty strange location, if possible. You don't all have to do these secret cinema immersive screening events to uh, to be part of this little craze that's going at the moment. You contact a distributor. You might there might be a fee, but then you sell tickets for ten pounds. You have a location, and you can watch the film in a car, a disused car park, uh, while watching Cool Runnings and everyone's singing Jamaica. We have a Bob's Day team. Um, and let's face it, who doesn't want to be there? Um, don't go outside in the winter. I don't want to be uh, moaned at for getting people ill and stuff like that. But, um, you know, people can do it anyway. You can set it up anywhere. All you've got to do is get the distributor to say yes. And if you're paying a fee for it, I don't see why they personally wouldn't. You've got to get a location to agree to it. And then you, what, you need a projector, some speakers, and a surface to project onto. Uh, so it's relatively simple to do, but... In London at the moment, yeah, there is this big wave of, of that, and also with film festivals, there's a big wave of, of, of film festivals getting created. I think the film festivals, you know, if you're gonna say, uh, when you say the same content, I'm not 100% sure that it is always the same content. Um, well, I was gonna say, do you think films are becoming a bit of a niche art form? I know that's a kind of pretentious question, but you know, everyone like you know, for the last couple of years, people have been saying to me that TV is more important than film. Obviously, everyone's think, gone crazy in the Netflix thing. Do, do you think that films? Are, some people, might, some one would argue. Some people might argue that films have uh, ha, well, not had their day, but they've just you know, people like me and you, yeah. dinosaurs, right? We're young dinosaurs. But yeah, you know we like we're, we're dinosaurs in twenty year old bodies. <laughs> but yeah, you know we go to the cinema still. We yeah. go to the film festivals. You know we yeah. are of that. You know like I say, there's hundreds of them, and people are getting interested in film festivals. Certain type of people. Yeah. But do you think films are just becoming less important? So obviously that's a big question. Obviously, like, but. you've got you've got cinemas, and I can't imagine cinemas are going to take it lying down if you uh, if if films content stop getting created. Maybe they'll start showing. TV show, shows like Breaking Bad or the um, kind of Prince Star, uh, Prince Charles um, kind of releases where they're showing older films um, and have creating nights. Um, you know, I know I saw the other day they're doing a, a, a screen a screen evening where they're showing screen one, two, three, uh, back to back, uh, which let's face it could be a fantastic way to while away an evening. I think they're also um, showing uh, Schwarzenegger nights where oh, they're showing. I think they Every have a, Schwarzenegger film, like eight in a row. That, that sounds horrendous. That does sound horrendous. But unless certain got, people would love the, that. What's the, the, the kindergarten, kindergarten cop? I if they've got that playing, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll tell you what, I think the most underrated Arnold Schwarzenegger film is Last Action Hero. Years ahead of its time. Uh, I, I would debate that, but I don't think this is a time when it plays. Oli, do you want me to walk away from this conversation? No, 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 no. no. I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's a cynical masterpiece. It's, a, it's great. That's a great definition. <laughs> it's true. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I don't agree, but it's fantastic. That's okay. two words that definitely, definitely should be used together more often. <laughs> um, uh, what were we talking about? Okay, so film being yes. uh, under, well, well, underrated. So, yeah, so, yeah, no. Um, 
I like the joy of you know when you open a DVD and there's like a little a little treat in there and it's <laughs> they're the worst treats ever. It's like postcards that you're never gonna use. Like they're just gonna sit in that DVD for years. I bet someone was thought oh. this is gonna be a great idea. People oh, are gonna yeah, love yeah. this. Everyone's gonna oh. buy it. Oh, I remember I remember working on a film called Talahina Sky. We put um, we put picks in for a guitar. It was a documentary about the Kings of Leon. We put picks in for a guitar. Definite selling point. Definite selling point. It might have sold a few. Who knows? It might have sold a few to justify the expense. But uh, let, me, let me ask you another question. Then it's a question that I've always. I, I don't know the answer to this question. Okie dokie. When a film screens on TV, who decides where the advert breaks go? Because sometimes it seems the most logical place. You know, you in between two See, scenes, now, now you have an advert break. But sometimes they seem so fucking random. What I want to say to you right now is why can no one? I've, I, I've tried. I obviously, would presume, I would presume it's the scheduler, um, and I would presume that what they try and do is at, at the end of a scene. Um, but it's not so, always like that. Well, I've never seen. I've never seen it halfway through a scene. So I've never seen like. Uh, I've seen that. Well, I've, you, ITV. Wow. I'm, I'm well, looking at yeah, you. I don't remember ever being asked to uh, to go through a DVD and pick out the, the minute by minute. Uh, you know, I just think it's an interesting question. Just bear that, you know, take it away with you. Annoy your friends with I, it. If I get an answer for it, do I tweet me? I'll oh, tweet you. Okay, I was going to say that I have to come back for another podcast today. Great question. Honestly, I'd only met that guy a couple of days before, but I could have talked to him for hours. It's clearly the start of something beautiful, and if you keep listening, then you might just see what I mean. Anyway, for more information on Ignite Film Fans, and their website is ignitefilmfans.com, and they are on Twitter, at IgniteFilmFans. Don't forget to check out crispysharp.co.uk for film reviews and features, and follow us at facebook.com slash crispysharpfilm, or on Twitter, at crispysharp.com.